0: following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the panel discussion. We are here on our second week celebrating Black History Month with some of um, the most iconic and popular African-American comic book heroes. As always, my name is Greg Nolan, and I am joined by my sidekick.
0: Ouch. No. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, everybody. Uh, Yeah, Matt Johnson here. Uh, (laughs) Sidekick Matt Johnson here. Uh, What is up? Hope you're all doing very, very well. Yeah, like Greg said, another uh, another edition of Black History Month, and we got some interesting characters that uh, you know to talk about today, Kamakogo and uh, Moon Girl, and we'll get to those in a little bit. But really quick before we get into anything, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Uh, first and foremost, Fat Man's Pizza, twenty seven twelve Niagara Falls Boulevard, Tarrytown, New York. Excellent pizza, excellent wings, excellent food, excellent service. Give them a call. Stop by, order some food, support them like they've supported us. Uh, go like them and follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. They're really good people, and uh, we want you to try them. Where They're fantastic. We've seen some very interesting pizzas coming out of their place, including Beef on Whack Pizza, uh, amongst other cool things. So give them a try. Also, we picked up a new sponsor, uh, my good friend, Christine Hoover. She is a real estate agent for Coldwell Banker. And she wants you to call her. Uh if you're in the market for a buying a home or selling a home, let or her a lair. or a lair, maybe even a podcast precinct, uh, perhaps, uh, give her a call. She wants to make the process a lot easier on you. 716-731-1216 to call. She serves Niagara County. So uh, please, please go. She's new to the scene, but she knows her stuff, and we highly recommend her. Also, name drop us. Uh, We wouldn't hate it. A little bit of cheddar cheddar on our end. Uh, If you guys end up buying a house that is referenced by us. (laughs)
1: Cheese?
0: Yeah, Cheese Whiz. Uh (laughs) Joke's on me. He's
1: going to get money. I'm going to get Cheese Whiz. (laughs)
0: use your kickback yeah i know (laughs) but um but yeah those are two sponsors please go support them christine uh just i just set up her facebook page the other day you can find her i share it all the time so please go uh like that and give her a call if need be but um all right yeah
1: and and quick 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 news segue um and i was hoping you i didn't realize you had another sponsor i was like oh he said fantastic perfect um So there's a quick Marvel news segue. There was two things. One is just surely awesome speculation. Um, There was an interview just recently done with Chris Evans and John Krasinski. um, And Krasinski was talking, and he he said in the interview, like, I don't really know what Marvel has planned, like, and a bunch of my friends work for MCU. But, like, if there really is talks of me playing Mr. Fantastic, like, keep them coming. I hope it happens. Um, I would love to play that character. So that's cool. And on the other side of that, the true news is uh, John Krasinski's wife, Emily Blunt, was at Marvel Studios um, talking in talks about a role. Now, a lot of people are saying that role might be more um, involved with Doctor Strange, the possibilities of Clea or a couple other characters, but... Um, at one point she was also in the talks for black widow. So there could be like a multiverse black widow character real quick with her, but the hopes are, um, that she's there for invisible woman. And we might get a gradual introduction of these characters and we might meet Sue storm before we meet Reed Richards, um, which could be possible because the other thing was with the filming of, um, WandaVision, we have confirmation that the, the the building we saw or the spaceship we saw um, at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home is actually a sword facility. Um, so we will be getting a little more of that. And yeah, where we saw Sam Jackson, Nick Fury um, was actually sword and there's actually been um, some sword characters or sword uh, agents seen outside of... Um, a building in some filming for WandaVision, um, and one of the popular characters I'm going to forget from the Captain Marvel series is actually going to be um, the lead agent of Sword in that story. So it looks like we're going to get a little more galactic um, character involvement, which could really, really lead us to maybe some more Tony Stark esque cosmic prevention uh, and a family become superheroes. So there's a possibility that we could get a quick glimpse of any of these characters through these series, especially with Sword. Um, they could easily make Reed or, ba 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 Sue, uh, you know, sci- just typical science scientists um, on the Sword ship. And there's a lot of other stuff that could happen. So that was my quick news um, plug as a Fantastic Four nut. I really wanted to talk about that real quick.
0: No, I think that's. I mean, that's excellent to talk. You know that. that- Obviously, that's been a lot of people's desires to have John Krasinski come in as Mr. Fantastic. So obviously, the rumor train is going to be churning as far as that goes. You know, everyone's been talking forever. Uh, John Krasinski is Mr. Fantastic, and I think it just works out great, and I hope Emily Blunt is cast as Sue Storm, and they have that real-life chemistry to work off of. I think it could be a very good dynamic for, you know, a couple phases of MCU films. Uh, Yeah,
1: and um, I saw, I've seen some... Some talks. And I recently like I was on the Zac Efron train and the more and more I think about it and I've like people are saying it, I was like, yeah, the human torch. If we want to keep true to the comic books for one and two to have that dynamic should be the same. The actor should be the same age or appear the same age as Tom Holland. It should be a young, young Johnny Storm. Yeah. You know, I think Zac Efron could pull that off. Though Yeah, I do he's but he's gotten older now. So like I wouldn't mind a 16 17 year old actor really filling that role and then someone who could carry that torch for lack of a pun for a while. And <laughs> we get to see kind of grow up, because that was always the the charm of Johnny Storm is it was he was this young punk kid who you kinda of got to see grow up among these adults who kinda of have some stuff figured out.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah, I could definitely see that and yeah, that would be a cool dynamic to really have uh you know Spider Man and, and, yes. and Johnny Storm kinda, you know, have that relationship blossom.
1: And eventually maybe even get that like a champion's young Avengers crew um through that.
0: Yeah. Oh, that would be sweet. That would be really cool. Uh I I wouldn't hate that. Also um, um I got some stuff to talk about. Birds of Prey opened up this weekend. It didn't have the greatest opening box office uh unfortunately, but $33 million in North America, $81 million internationally. I went to go see it. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. I really I I enjoyed it. I wish there was a little bit more Birds of Prey aspect, but though I like the way that they did it. I think uh Greg yourself and a lot of the listeners who may be fans of the Way that they did Birds of Prey, uh, I think you guys will appreciate it. I really do. Uh, Harley Quinn is really good thing. I I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. Uh, you know, I didn't go into it with a whole lot of expe- expectations outside of the review episode that we did or the the preview episode that we did. Essentially, I didn't know a whole lot about Birds of Prey. Went in with an open mind, and I thought it was a I thought it was a cool story. Uh, I think everybody kind of hit their characters' mark very very well, uh, and it's very apparent that Harley Quinn is DC's answer to Deadpool. Uh, It's very, very apparent, Uh, but it's not a bad thing. Margot Robbie actually plays her very, very well, very, very well. Uh, I may not be the biggest Harley Quinn fan, but Margot Robbie plays it fantastically. And it's a, I thought it was a wonderful story. Great, great addition to the DCU film library. Um, but, yeah, so they're hoping the numbers pick up perhaps. I don't know if they will, uh, but I think it's, it came out at a pretty good time of year. There's not really a whole lot going on in Holly, Hollywood as far as cinemas, cinema goes. So uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, please, it's 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 100% worth it. Uh, you know, I want to see more Birds of Prey, so don't let this franchise down. Go check it out. Go give it a chance. It's worth it. Don't listen to any negative critics uh and what they're it's saying. one
1: of like the highest rated rotten tomatoes like dc movies probably in a while besides joker um which joker took a couple awards home uh, a couple oscars last night so that's the cool. original yeah. score and leading actor i want to say i don't i think that was everything i think it was original score and leading actor i could be wrong Um, it was a very cool Oscars last night. A lot of things won that I didn't expect to win, including Parasite. Um, so that's kind of awesome.
0: Yeah, it was, I don't watch those award shows, but I mean, just to hear that, the you know, some of these things are getting the recognition, especially comic book films are really getting that recognition. Uh, it's important. It, it really is for the longevity of the brand. Uh, you know, we all know how people feel about comic book character movies, uh, Martin Scorsese, most notably, but uh, I, I'm, I'm excited to uh, I, I'm glad that they're finally getting that they are getting the notice that they deserve. For sure. But, um, all right. So without further ado, let us get into our featured characters for this Black History Month episode. Uh, we picked two, as I already mentioned, Kamikogo and a uh, and Moon Girl. Moon Girl, which I'm, you know, pretty I'm excited to talk about both of them. I'm not very familiar with either character prior to this uh, especially comma so I did a little bit of research and she turned out to be a pretty interesting character although you can't find a whole lot of information on her Um, Greg I know you weren't too familiar with her going into this
1: yes (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, it's not my kind of book that I would read just because of the uh, age rating, <laughs> the, yeah. the the maturity. It's a it's a it's full of nudity, um, and it has its reasons why. Um, but I've heard some good stuff. I did do a little bit of reading, and I did the wiki page reading on where it came from um, and what the what's the word I'm looking for the um, the inspiration was but outside of that this is a character I I don't know a ton about um and the concept is super cool but I couldn't really you know dive into it um
0: yeah there's be- it's limited it's very limited it's kind of like it's only you know, 10 last week we talked yeah it's it's pretty limited uh it ran from like December 2014 to April 2017 and you know I'll be honest listeners as a uh <laughs> as one of those damn white guys, uh, you know, I'm not too familiar with a lot of these characters. So I Googled who are some of the most popular, uh, black characters in comic book history. And she was one that came up. Uh, and it's pretty impressive that after only 10 issues that she's listed, uh, but she does have a pretty cool aspect to her. Um, she is part of the comic book bitch planet, which, uh, the inspiration it's, it's really interesting. Uh, it takes place in a like dystopian reality where non-compliant women are sent off to an off-planet prison, which is what Bitch Planet is. And essentially the guise of it is – it's like Hunger Games.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like Hunger Games. And uh, Cam Kogo essentially is Katniss Everdeen. That's kind of the way that they portray her. A lot. There's a lot of very similar uh, themes and, I guess, happenings. That really, really you know, that really go with uh kind of go with the flow of the Hunger Games, which I, I find an intriguing story, but um but yeah, an interesting, very interesting character.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm reading the the concept is cool. Um so it, it literally one of the reasons the nudity was included um is the director the director, the writer wanted to um include nudity in a way that wasn't f- to exhibit um sexual arousal it didn't want to have that purpose right so i think that's kind of cool um and again this is just wiki page uh, you know research but i think that's really awesome and then the other thing um, and i actually immediately thought of that when i was reading what this is about is um the people who are writing actually discovered orange is the new black and was like shoot our book is is set up very similar to this show so we can't watch the show because we don't want to be influenced (laughs) in our (laughs) writing so if you're a fan of Orange is the new black um this comic might be a comic for you you might be a fan of it It, like i said it's only it's a quick read i think it's about 10 issues and has like an extra side um issue but yeah that's it's kind of cool concept it looks it's 15 all together 15 all together
0: okay Uh, I mean, but yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of information available, but, uh, you know, regardless, it's a very, it tackles uh, just a very interesting theme. Like you said, the the reason for the nudity was kind of like a spirituality kind of thing. But yeah, there's no wiki, there's no wiki page. Uh, They they try to deal with like the, like political, they have like a lot of political and and world themes involved in it. But
1: it's definitely like it, it says again. It's a exploitation um, or like a, a love for exploitation in women in prison movies. Like it's a very based on that 60s and 70s vibe. With which just by looking at the artwork, um, the covers, and just any page, um, you can really see that it's definitely like every cover gives me two vibes: Grindhouse, right, and um, 60s and 70s propaganda like 100 like the issue seven is literally like a russian propaganda poster um that i've seen before and i I think that's part of the artwork too they definitely look like russian like communist propaganda covers um so that's cool to me And, and again at the same time it has that 70s 60s and 70s like um sci-fi like this the issue two that, that it says like girls 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 blah 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 like the cover gives me like a um it came from the abyss like or like something you know what i mean like almost yeah. like these sci-fi covers as well so that's where i think they get the groundhouse grindhouse vibe but um it's a it looks like a cool book i kind of wish like i could you know, I wish they they offered like a service that just like put black bars over it, <laughs> so I didn't feel weird reading it. No, um, I know, my personal choice, but it seems really interesting, and it's something that's super cool—a um, cool concept.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, a, a lot of these things, a, a lot of these, you know, a lot of comic books, a lot of movies, TV shows you see. I mean, there's these similar situations, uh, but it's like an all-dude fest or mm-hmm. it's, it, you know, big old sausage party. Or they, they do mix, obviously, like Hunger Games. Or this one pitting, like, strong female characters against yeah. each other, I find very fond of. And, and just a couple of weeks ago, I spoke to my friend Amani Gregory, who was developing his own uh, comic book. And, you know, I noticed some similarities respectable similarities about just empowering uh you know female characters and i think this was a interesting way to go about it but i think they did it you know from what i've been reading uh you know just kind of skimming through stuff i haven't really dove deep in any of the comic books uh they did a pretty uh they did a pretty solid job of of really empowering them uh image comics i think this is a this i think this, this came is Im- yeah image is- um, they're both
1: Marvel writers. They did X-Factor and Captain Marvel. Um, and ironically, these writers actually met not too far from us in um, in Toronto. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, so that's kind of cool.
0: <laughs> it's not bad, not bad. But um yeah, I wish there really was more information like, uh, you know, to kind of provide for you guys as far as like character analysis and what that. Uh, but it's a pretty limited run. There are a lot of different female characters, but uh, Cam Kogo is kind of the one who stands out the most. So
1: uh, it's literally a, a section. Um, it's very much driven like Orange is the New Black from everything I'm reading. Um so it definitely it definitely would be something worth reading if you're a fan of that kind of thing. And I feel like if um if it didn't exist, like if origin of the bike is new black didn't already exist, this probably um would, would be a lot be different flicks show. Oh, yeah. everything I'm looking at. Like everything everything I'm looking at, it it's just like I'm I'm I I was almost like google reading it like just Googling the pages and looking at everything I could um, just because I'm really intrigued by this story Uh, and just like the, like and looking at every single page like panel and it looks really awesome. I'm not even going to lie. Like it's a really cool character. Like her uh, cams character design is amazing. Um, And it, it has this like seventies vibe, but she's also a beast. Like she's, design is this like very strong She's character. Very,
0: very tough. Like some of the language that's used in, in the book, uh, you know, I, I found I'm not gonna say like offensive, but I was like, whoa. Whoa. Yeah. you <laughs>
1: expect? It's not not that normal again, and I think that was a vibe that Orange and the New Black did too uh, is the new black did too was um where they did I think sexualize a lot still um, this is v- very much just strong and proud, and as a, it's, it's even hard to like give, you know, um, my exact feelings of it because I, I don't totally understand this movement, uh, and not for the purpose of like I think it's a weird movement. It's more of like I'm I'm a white dude, <laughs> <laughs> totally understand everything here, and I can't um, completely relate, and that's fine. Um, right. But it is a cool character.
0: Is no, definitely uh definitely worth looking into. Like I said, there's a bunch of issues. There's a, there's a good enough issues where anybody who wants to really sink their teeth into this, they can uh they have that opportunity. There there are books available. Um uh, but all right. Did you have anything to add to that or was that pretty much that's
1: that's really that on that one. I I do love this character and I'm excited to get into this one though.
0: Yeah. Moon girl is our next one. Lunella Lafayette. Uh she's pretty pretty rad girl uh i'm not gonna lie and she has a you know I'm, again another one i'm not too familiar with uh but she has some very familiar relationships with certain characters aka devil dinosaur um but i mean this like i said greg this is one you're very a really, lot more familiar with than i am if you want to kind of take it away
1: yeah i love um this character uh lunella is she is actually supposed to be one of the smartest characters right now um she was originally moon uh, it was originally moon boy was paired with devil dinosaur um and then a little more recently they decided to introduce um this nine-year-old so i think she's one of the youngest active heroes right now she's only nine which is super cool Um, into the fold as moon girl Um, she has these superpowers and actually ends up getting her hands um, on this 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 dinosaur and has a mental connection with him because um, she is actually um, uh, what's the word i'm looking for Uh, an inhuman Um, And and it's super cool. And she does have this like minor connection with um, they do kind of back and forth between um, uh, Moon Boy's character a little bit. But she's actually right away. She's she's seen fighting the Hulk um, and she's seen doing all sorts of stuff. And I I enjoy this character because, um, first of all, she is a super genius, um, super genius, nine year old. And she's an African-American character. Um and I don't know if that's she's a african American female character who is seen as a super genius and i I right away think that's huge i don't know how many um young girls have teen characters that they can relate to um yeah that's guys, an excellent
0: that's an excellent point that is a very excellent point,
1: yeah and especially um african american girls like as guys we have. You know, Human Torch, as we talked about earlier, we have Spider-Man, um, and the boys of one generation, I guess, had static shock, but even then now, um, you know, he, he kind of faded out pretty quick, uh, but Lunella is this character, and and we could say Miles Morales even for African-American men, um, but African-American girls, I can't think of a young female comic book character before Lunella, um. And I think that's huge. And she has, she does fit that stereotypical. I feel like um, there is this like stereotypical character of like the young nerdy black girl, um, and she does fall into that a little bit. But,
0: but she, she pulls it off pretty, like coolly. Yes. The way that they 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 really illustrate her. Um, I mean, shoot, she's partnered up with a dinosaur for Christ's yeah. sake. Uh, it doesn't get much, you know, doesn't get much cooler than that. But, uh, but yeah, I think you you hit the nail right in the head with with being like that relatable character. Uh, you know, uh, you and I we've had tons, uh, tons of relatable characters in comic books and for the young, you know, African-American female, you know, mainly that young teen, uh, whether or not they're reading comic books, there may be, obviously there are, there are some, there's a market for it. This is a really good way to connect with a character. And she's Mm -hmm. pretty awesome as well. Uh, you know, you did say the super genius part, you know, she she did her and Devil Dinosaur did do battle with the Amadeus Cho version of Hulk, but uh she's also had some interaction I was reading too with the likes of like Doctor Doom, who mm-hmm. sought after her. And I just I, I like this idea of like these younger kids uh kind of kind of being like the smartest people in the room, uh yeah. I guess it's a good portrayal. Like I mean and, and
1: um like Spider Man sitting yeah. down and Even, um, she's had some interactions with Miles, which is super cool, but I, I really like, she was actually in, um, that zombie, um, uh, the zombies story I was reading, and it was really cool because she was this tough character, um, and actually didn't even have devil dinosaur. She had, and one she built for herself, um, and that's super awesome, um, that they just kept her strong even without the dinosaur. And I think that's one of my favorite things about this character. I never feel like she's carried by devil dinosaur, um, in the terms of like wrestling, like she's, she's not the sh- Marty to his Sean. <laughs> right. Not, right. Not without devil dinosaur, she's not useless. And that's what I really like about her, um, is actually there's some fights where she seems to kind of take over. Uh, And also, she can actually swap consciousness with Devil Dinosaur. She she can become this super smart dinosaur, Um, but Lunella becomes, you know, a freak (laughs) almost.
0: (laughs) Yeah, one thing I found interesting, too, reading about – Lunella is like that moon girl name. She was, it was kind of like a nickname for her. Uh, mm-hmm. She had that like Spider-Man esque background where she was like kind of made fun of in, in yes. school. Right No, when you're nine years old and there's the kid who's trying to be the smart, even in high school, like at, pretty much at any age, you know, the person who I'm not even going to say trying, who is smarter, more intelligent. Um, and it happens in all aspects of life. You get made fun of. And, uh they kind of called her moon girl because she was kind of like lost in the, they they pretty much were it was an insult to her but she ended up owning up to it which i think is a cool uh swerve how that worked but mm. but yeah uh i think she's great i think she's great i mean i'm looking at some of her like the powers and abilities like you said the, the intelligence thing which is a huge deal they put her ahead of the likes of bruce banner tony stark reed yes. richards von doom and as well as Amadeus Joe.
1: Joe is supposed to be like super smart. Yeah. And he even says she's smarter than him at, at nine, at nine years old. It's amazing. Um, it's amazing. And, and again, it's that representation thing I think is important. Um, we've talked about it before. We, like you said, we have all these guys. We don't think about like, Oh, there's this character I can relate to, and I think that's one of the reasons we're doing uh, our next few months. We've actually we're talking about a few different types of characters. Um, it's not just going to be African American. It's female. Uh, and yeah, expect is
0: female, and yeah, there's a couple other ones. But then later uh, we're going
1: to be touching on like um, some some was oh I for, I'm not I'm going to mess up, but Middle Eastern characters, Hispanic. Um, we're even actually going to talk about like some of the I'm going to mess up the proper terminology, but that's why we're studying them is like Pacific Islander characters. Yeah. Um so really I mean
0: it's it's we're we're myself and Greg are kind of going out of our comfort zone in a way. Yes. Uh you know we're we're super familiar with those those just relatable characters. So we're gonna explore a lot. Um yep you know, of different, just different types of heroes. And I, I'm really glad we're doing it because I'm getting to learn a whole lot. You know, like I said, I, I've heard of moon girl prior to, you know, doing the research for this episode, but, uh, not very familiar with her. And as you know, I obviously had no idea who cam uh, Cam Kogo was, but, uh, you know, it's all going to make us better comic book readers.
1: And I think Moon Girl right now is if they decided to rather than just do a, um, a sequel to Into the Spider-Verse, but actually do another character in that vein, in that style. I think Moon Girl might be the perfect. Yes, she's a little similar to Miles, uh, especially in his story. But I think like it would she would be fit perfectly in that. that cartoon style that storytelling style into that crowd to have um, again this character I think she would be like one of the perfect characters to see on that screen for young kids Um, and and that's what Into the Spider-Verse really did I think do the perfect job at being able to have kids and adults enjoy this movie even more than some of the the Avengers movies I think they could the kid those kids could really understand like Into the Spider-Verse and that's why it did so well um, and I think Lunella would be perfect for that world um, and perfect for a cartoon as well I think The Champions is awesome right now it's got um, a very diverse crew and she could be another character that could really bring that home but I, I would love to see her on the big screen in, in a a movie by that studio that did that movie, that did Spider-Verse
0: I, no, yeah, I think it would do very well I think it would do very well uh, from a cultural perspective and yeah, I I would I would go see it. You know, I I loved into the Spider-Verse. I loved the way that it was portrayed and I think you know, we need more characters like that. Mm-hmm. Uh undoubtedly so, but
1: And i uh, love these books. Honestly, I bought this was one when I first started getting back into comic books. So yeah. So she appeared in 2015 was her yes. first book. So she's a really new character uh and she already has a ton of of like you know she's been on a ton of stuff um she's actually set to premiere in a tv show it looks like by disney she will have her own marvel animation walt disney um show on i think it's going to be disney plus in 2020 so that's pretty cool um we are going to get that but yeah she's already like skyrocketing in popularity in comparison um and i think that's just going to be Increasing. I th- hers was one of the first stacks that I started to get back in com- uh, comic books five years ago that I bought. Um because the cover is awesome because there's this like big dinosaur leaning down and this little girl just like puffed her chest out face to face with the dinosaur. And I think that <laughs> tells the whole story about her character.
0: Oh, without a doubt. No, that's yeah. That's probably the best way to go about. It. She's very tough. Um and now she knows it too. She knows it too. But uh yeah, I think that's about what I got for Moon Girl. I don't know if you had anything you wanted to add on that.
1: Uh, no. I, like I said, I think that's it. I, I really like this character. I really like both these characters, um, and I'm excited to see what we get next week. I think it's been a really weird. Uh, it's how kind of the last two weeks I think have lined up in styles. Um, and yeah. I'm interested to See what we get now going um, into this next round.
0: All right, let's, you ready to do the spin? You ready to spin the wheel?
1: Spin that wheel! All
0: right, here comes our first character for next week. I like this one. Brother Voodoo.
1: Ooh, that's a really good one. I'm a big fan of Voodoo. I like that. And
0: our next one is hold on, let me get this wheel going and spin. Bill Foster.
1: Ooh. Okay. So
0: we got some interesting ones here. Brother Voodoo and Bill Foster.
1: I think St- we're, we're back into that. Um, <laughs> the, now, again, these, these line up. Cause I think these are two characters that uh, people don't know a lot about. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to hop into them. I feel like these are, we're kind of on the, the outskirts um, with these two.
0: Yeah, I do too. Cause like I've I've seen I've seen uh brother Voodoo around, but I don't have a very in depth knowledge of him. He's appeared in a couple of video games, but uh, you know, Bill Foster, we uh let's see, Giant Man Goliath. We recently seen uh what's his name? Uh play him in Ant Man.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, what is his uh, name? Lawrence Fishburn.
0: Yes, that's right. So we'll get to explore him in a little bit more in depth. And uh no, next week's gonna be a very, very solid episode. Uh That mostly does it for us for this one, but don't forget, everybody, February 29th at uh, 8477 Buffalo Avenue in Niagara Falls, New York, is our podcast precinct uh, redemption fundraiser. Big basket auction and live podcast recordings from all the shows that are associated with us and a lot of stuff for sale. We're going to sell comic books at at the panel discussion table and so much more every dollar that you spend literally goes back into getting us a office space a proper office space so we can get back on track to what we want to do um and making the podcast precinct a a hub a pop culture hub for one and all to come and use and enjoy so please don't don't forget save the date come to the venue 11 a.m to 6 p.m and yeah, myself and Greg are going to be doing a live showing there. We're going to be mm-hmm. talking about, uh, we're going to do Black Widow. We're going to pre record our Black Widow episode uh, for later, for a few mo- weeks or months down the road. Uh, we're going to do that there for everybody to come and enjoy. So please come by. Uh, yeah, support, legit. Every dollar helps. Uh, but that's it for me on my end. Greg, are you all set?
1: I am all set. Uh, I'm pretty excited. Oh, I will say this. Um, because I don't get to talk as much on that show, um, but we've we've been recording podcasters with uh, Anthony Mullen behind the wheel. Um, and, and if you want to go listen to it, check it out. It's awesome. I'm a player. I'm having a good time. It's very different than how the campaign is going to look. Um, it's a little more adult, <laughs> I think, uh, with some of the players on there. Um, then if I was behind the wheel, but that's okay. I don't mind. I am having a great time playing. Um, but we, you will get to see, uh, also a brief look at, um, uh, a little bit of what the campaign is going to look like for podcasters, um, on the 29th and a look at all six to seven, um, players that'll be involved, including, um, A player that's going to be a surprise to the cast, which I'm excited about because it'll be a lot of fun. And uh, should have a couple special games coming up um, for podcasters with me back in the DMC. So I'm really excited about that. Um, And I don't get to talk too much on there because it's usually let's let's get to playing because it takes about three to four hours to record. So I'm going to give that announcement right here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's uh, well placed, well placed. But uh, that does it for us here. Uh, on the panel discussion, we thank you so much for your support here week in and week out and we can't talk wait to talk to you next week right here on the BICBP Radio Network.